in a world where action movies are made, not all action movies are created equal. Only the best make it into the Action Movie Hall of Fame. Knock, knock. Can you fly, Bobby? There can be only one. Hey, I'm Matt Brand. And I'm Derek Bordalo, and we're coming to you from the helipad on top of Nakatomi Plaza. Welcome to the very first episode of the Action Movie Hall of Fame. Every episode, we do a deep dive on an action movie, and at the end, we vote, and we have to decide, we have to agree. That's right. Whether or not a movie deserves to make it into the Action Movie Hall of Fame. And yes, it probably goes without saying, but there are going to be spoilers. Yes. And today we're going to be looking at, I think, pretty obviously, 1988's Die Hard, starring Bruce Willis. Let's take it away. You don't like flying, do you? What gives you that idea? You want to know the secret to surviving air travel? After you get where you're going, take off your shoes and your socks. Then you walk around on the rug barefoot and make fists with your toes. Fists with your toes? <laughs> I know, I know, it sounds crazy. Trust me, I've been doing it for nine years. Yes, sir, better than a shower and a hot cup of coffee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's the start of Die Hard. Um, I, 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 this thing always stays with me. I love that he's got the gun on the uh, in, in the holster here too. It's like uh, shortly after this, he's also smoking in the airport, <laughs> yeah. and he also has hair, which is <laughs> uh, who has hair. I mean, Bruce Willis has hair in this, which is quite shocking if you've uh, when you uh, all that he's been in recently. You you can tell though, like he's got one of those haircuts where it's not going to be sticking around yeah, no, for a long time. Yeah. It, it might already be gone. We might already be dealing with a, a wig situation, a peace <laughs> situation. Uh, yeah, true. welcome to the first episode <laughs> of the Action Movie Hall of Fame, as we described in the intro. Uh, you know, every episode we're going to vote something in, uh, or we're, we're going to vote on a movie uh, and decide at the end if it deserves to be in the, in the uh, how would you describe it, like the very prestigious. Oh, obviously, um, yes. It's so prestigious a club. In fact, there's no one in there yet. So <laughs> yes, this exactly. being our first episode, we thought Die Hard was a good place to start. And uh, yeah, the opening scene, the opening of this movie. Um, Derek, what do you recall about? Maybe can you recall the first time you saw it? The, the feelings you had about this movie and, and revisiting it recently, and how, how those two kind of mix for you right now. I uh, guess basically what I'm saying is, where are you with this movie? <laughs> you know years and years later uh it's definitely it's a movie that i've seen when i saw when i was probably i had to be about 10 because i definitely uh i was young but i definitely didn't see it when it first came out but there's a lot of stuff that just sticks out so vividly in uh in your mind there's so many great lines uh there's so many great scenes mm -hmm. and when when you go back and I know everybody's kind of we've had this conversation before about is it a Christmas movie and it's been on TV around Christmas so everybody it's kind of in the background a lot of our lives growing up absolutely like obviously the edited versions on TV mm -hmm. um, so but when you actually I was a little bit concerned when we were going to do this to go back and sit down and really watch it because the last time I really watched Die Hard was it, a, a long time ago really yes 
See, I watch it every Christmas Eve. Yes, but and, do you watch again, it ha- intently? Merry Christmas Eve to everybody. Oh yes, tonight. yes, yes. Merry Christmas, everybody. But um, but sorry, you were saying. But do I watch it? Yeah. Do you watch it critically, or or is it on because you you know maybe mm. you're just oh you gotta you gotta get something ready for Christmas. You're wrapping presents and you put it right. on. We're you're cleaning the house or sure. you know doing something like that. Which yeah, that's how I've watched it over these years. Absolutely. What I'm saying is the last time I sat down for two hours and twelve minutes. By the way. Way, the running time of this movie, mm-hmm. which it doesn't feel like that. No, um, absolutely not. So when is the last time you actually sat down for two hours um, and watched this movie without getting up? That's my point. I, yeah, I can't even think. <laughs> I mean, watch a lot of scene. I feel like I could quote pretty much the whole thing. Totally. But yeah, I'm, I'm usually wrapping presents, uh, eating Canadian Chinese cuisine, as is our uh, as, as is our uh, Christmas Eve tradition. So yeah, to your That's point, nice. it's it is uh, it, it, it's it's lovely. Um, but yeah, it's uh, to your point. Yeah, for sure. I, I have so, not watched this with a critical eye. And that's my point. That's what I was concerned about. Is coming back, and one of the things we're going to talk about when we watch older movies like this is how well does it hold up, or did it hold, hold up at all? Um, but I can confidently say this movie holds up extremely well. For sure. I mean, I do always wonder about the future of all movies in a way when there's just simply <laughs> yeah. like a telephone with a cord attached to a wall. <laughs> I do wonder how these things carry on because... We still have connections to them, but the generation's following. But anyway, yes, I, I, I think, yeah, this this movie holds up because... It avoids most of those kind of Yeah, and he's things, trapped so. in a building and, you know... Exactly. It's cat out of mouse. It's small scale. Cat out of mouse. Uh, it's, no. it's, it's someone not and in the situation mouse. they should be. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a classic It's a classic setup. Um, yeah, it's, it's timeless, hopefully. Yeah. And the another thing, like uh, the beginning scenes, the first few minutes here, where uh, Bruce Willis gets off the plane and he meets the limo driver Argyle, um, who's fantastic. Argyle's great, <laughs> um, and I do love when he gets that. So he's the limo driver who's supposed to take him to Nakatomi Plaza. And he gets in the front seat. <laughs> Amazing, because neither of them have done this before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's relatable though. Like I feel, I'm <laughs> no, I feeling like... for Argyle. He's like very vulnerable. Like I've never done this before. And John just like, man, neither have I. And then for them to be in the front seat together, it's actually kind of, uh, it's kind of sweet. It's funny, and it's one of the things that this movie does uh, a few times throughout that we're going to talk about. But it's just this little comic relief, just this little breath of just something that's silly. Because um, like you say, they've never done it before. But I mean, come on. <laughs> He's seen limos and he's, you know, people have, they know how limos work. Right. You sit in the back and the driver's in the front. I mean, it's not rocket science. Maybe you just, <laughs> you know, maybe our girl just searching for something to say. It just, he just said what he was thinking, you know, instead of uh, making small talk. To, and to your point again, like a lot of little scenes like this where they don't take a lot of time, their, their interaction, right? But yeah. It, we get so much of a character totally. of than would be there otherwise. Instead of him just making quips, it's actually just like, and oh, he's he's they're having a real conversation. You know? Yeah, and even if it's just for a minute, it. it but in we, addition, we already like him. We already like him immediately. Totally. But in addition, it builds to what John McClane's character is and who he is, what his personality is, right? Which I'm going to get to in a little bit more, but uh, later on. But it's good insight into John McClane's personality as well. Actually, and one thing I love is when they're in the cab, and we're going to listen Limo. To... It's not a cab. <laughs> Sorry. He's a limo driver in the limo, and while they're in the limo, 
Um, I love how Argyle uh, breaks down John's entire yes, life that's, here. Yes, totally. So let, let's listen to that real quick. So you divorced? Just drive the car, man. Hey, come on, you divorced? You separated? <laughs> she beat you up? <laughs> she had a good job. Turned into a great career. Now that means she had to move here. You're very fast, Argyle. So why didn't you come? Well, why didn't you come with her, man? What's up? Because I'm a New York cop. I got a six-month backlog in New York. Blah, scumbags. blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. give it up. Yeah. There's no bad guys in L.A. he can arrest. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's got like, unfinished business. Like, yeah. he just, he's got a personal vendetta with some <laughs> cases he's working. Yeah. It's, uh, that's a, that's a really lame, that's, he's not a nice guy, right? Like, he, we know that. <laughs> And actually, it's funny because as, as we're talking about this in, in order, I'm looking at my notes and, you know, just coming up, he's about to go into the airport and he's about to see uh, the woman in the in, yeah. in white jump into the boyfriend's arms. And I was just like, he's got a little quip about everything. I'm like, is John is John an asshole? <laughs> yeah. Like, is he just a huge asshole? Yes. Is that something I... As a kid, he's just I've I've watched his movie so often. He's to me, he's just like the cool guy. Yeah, he's just the cool cop, right? But he's actually like a dick. He's 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 an asshole, but he's a good crime fighter. Because <laughs> I don't because he's not being a cop here, right? Like there's there's really nothing likable about him so far, right? Like he's, no, he's that's what I'm saying. Like that whole conversation goes to his personality and why a scene later on in the movie makes perfect sense do we like him do we, uh, you know i mean at, at the end of this how, well, how do we feel about john as, as a as a guy i mean we're not going to spoil anything we, we're spoiling the whole thing so <laughs> you know what what do you think of john as a hero quote unquote as of right now or through for just, the whole movie just the whole movie oh yeah he's uh well i mean he's a great action hero for sure like he's the uh he pulls off some some good some good stunts um, believable stunts, but he's um, also kind of like an an anti action hero in a way, as in, you know, the casting for starters. Like he wasn't really the person. Like he's not because this time he's not it should Arnold. have been he's Stallone. Not, he's not or, Stallone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a he's more of an everyman. Absolutely, because like, he's not. Yeah, he's not ripped. Like he's not. The thing that always stuck before I kind of paid attention to. Um, whether a movie had a good score or Rotten Tomato score or was critically received. Like when I was a kid watching this movie growing up, it's like, I just love this movie because it was what stuck with me was that he was this every man, like you said, but you know, Arnold like indestructible, invincible. Yeah. He was, he was and take... never even getting hurt. You know, there's no scratches either with a lot of these. Movies. Yeah. And he, yeah, he takes some damage. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no. And he's doing everything. He's doing everything kind of smart. Like he stops and he thinks about his next step. He takes the bad guys out one by one. You know, he doesn't go in guns blazing. He tries to do the exact opposite. He tries to alert the authorities, you know, pull the fire alarm, uh, call that, uh, emergency channel. So yeah, he does. He, he's not. It's not your normal 80s action movie. It totally breaks away from that. Yeah. Because he's not... Well, I was going to say he's not trying to cause destruction. He's trying to sneak around. But there is one scene... Um, I guess we'll just get into it because I'm thinking of it. But the scene with the C4 where that he throws down the elevator shaft. <laughs> yeah. Why does he do that? 
like I I don't understand the well he wanted because they were because he heard on the radio that hans told him to hit him again and he said no hans and he was trying to stop them yes. but why did he use so much he could have brought down that entire building like he has yeah. no idea no, i know well like that's... if i had a bag of c4 and like i, I yeah but that's one much... thing that i noted i was like do, how do like that's one that was one of my not issues but it's like how does a new york cop know how to use c4 like there was nothing in the story that indicated he had that kind of training or whatever still gotta like plug the things into the thing and th yeah and then he tied the tv monitor to it or the computer monitor was that just to hold them down maybe yeah to act yeah i, I think so i think so and I... but it was just <laughs> such a huge bang that it causes <laughs> he's not a structural engineer he has no idea how that building is going to be able to uh, withstand that? Like that could have, it could take it down the whole building totally. easily. Totally, not easily. It's not easy to take down a building, but I'm thinking that was as dangerous as anything <laughs> any of the other terrorists did. <laughs> was just throw that down there. The whole thing could. That's I, that's a really good point. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I guess like we're following along with the movie here, and uh, so John and Holly get together we, they have a, an interaction and it's just like what i love about that is the as they're just talking in, in an office a couple busts in the room because uh, uh, presumably they were looking for a place uh to to make love how 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 common is this that like there's people was it an 80s thing or like why were there people having sex all over this office party does this happen at office i have no idea i'm sure it happens at office parties at some office parties is it an la thing is, <laughs> am i just approved well, there I don't wasn't, know. There, but in the scene there's earlier cocaine going around there, well that was what i was going to say ellis <laughs> gets caught right yeah snorting cocaine off of holly's desk why is he in there Cause he's, I, cause he's Alice. He's so, he's so cool. <laughs> he's not cool, but he and he's not. like a little bit racist, but <laughs> he's very th racist. That stuff aside, his womanizing and racism aside, like, and let's not, you know, those, those are horrible, but yes. character wise, he, he's got some great moments. here. He's got some spectacular moments. In fact, Spike and see Doc. <laughs> in fact, let's check out one right now. Throw quite a party. I didn't realize they celebrated Christmas in Japan. Hey, we're flexible. Pearl Harbor didn't work out, so we got you with tape decks. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's sort of, sort of a double celebration. We, uh, we closed a pretty big deal today, and a lot of it was due to Holly. Am I right, Jojo? Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> jo. <laughs> I need to hear him say the part about the watch. This is awkward. Super awkward. So awkward. Have you met everyone? Have you met my co-head co-worker? Of course he is. Who's trying to screw me? <laughs> yeah. Did you meet him? He was yeah. just doing cocaine on my desk. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> He's Ellis. Show him the watch. <laughs> yeah. Show him the watch. Well, go on. Show him. What are you, embarrassed? It's just a small token of appreciation for all our hard work. It's a Rolex. <laughs> what you I'm sure I'll see you later. So oh God, I can't. What you can't, uh, what you can't hear, of course, is just Alice's face. Yes, which is just. <laughs> but one thing, amazing. One thing I want to just quickly point out, though, about how did it age well? Like none of those outfits are very eighties. No, like like the suits on the guys. Like yeah, Takagi, Takaki 
is wearing a double-breasted suit, which is kind <laughs> of out. But other than that, it's very it's not doesn't have the giant shoulder pads. You're right. And Holly's hair is a little. It's pretty eighties. It, it's pretty eighties, but it doesn't look crazy though, right? Like it's not uh, out of this world. She looks good. Yes, but the, I, I might I you know I have to disagree with you on the hair. I have to disagree with you on the hair. <laughs> it's it's a perm. It's it's like a it's very short at the front. There's just a few wisps, and then it's it's quite big in the it back. It is a little wispy in the front. It's no it, the hair. And I, I'm sensing shoulder pads, too. Oh, uh, she's definitely wearing shoulder pads, but I'm just... It's not that bad. It's not that bad. No. Uh, no. And, and, and no it's like, like a peachy color. It's not like neon or anything. You're right. You're right. Thank, okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bonnie Bedelia, you're, you're good to go. You're not 280s. Um, but that's... But it... it, it it's va- like, it makes a point, though, in terms of how it ages, right? For sure. Um, it's... Again, even with the phones and stuff that, you know, I, I can see past a lot of it. I, I just, maybe it's because I just love the movie, but I don't think that's the case. Like, no, because they weren't, they didn't play like, well, obviously the the radio played, but we, like the radio was the main tool for communication. And that's not, that's not unusual now. So it's not, do you know what I mean? They yeah. would, it's not like all the terrorists in the building or thieves you know, whatever you want to call them, would be using cell phones in the building. They would have been using a radio, and maybe they would have had an earpiece instead of using... For sure. And, you so, know, they could even, like... You know, I was, I was thinking about it. They might have collected everybody's cell phones at the beginning when they got there, you know, sort totally. of thing. We could have created the same situation. So, you know, it's... It's hostages, you know. That's, it holds that's up. Pretty it basic holds stuff. up, yeah. Um, so, well, let's actually talk about when the, the terrorists come into the building... Um, or, or, or the arrival of them. Um, what do we make of kind of the crew? Like, what, what are your first impressions of of this group that that gets together? It's it's almost perfect. Like, because there's no, but every almost the introduction to almost every major or semi-major character in this movie is actually really good right Right. like when the bad guys are rolling down the street in the truck it's menacing enough then they come in the front doors with that backstory of of them talking about the basketball game to distract the guard then boom dead you know then they go get the other guy they set everything it's so professional and they quickly go through one scene (laughs) where one of the bad guys is talking to himself in German and counting his steps, going this way, going that way. And he knew exactly where he needed to go. Yeah. And it was just like, it's just a, a little scene that shows that they are, they know this was planned for a really long time and they know what they're doing. For sure. Although there's a couple things um, that I, I, I love those, those points, but there, there's two specific things that I remember really sticking out in my mind was one, when they take out the first security guard, they flashbang him. Um, oh yes and he goes yeah like okay (laughs) fair um you can use a flashbang in that situation you probably didn't (laughs) you probably could have just walked up and shot him like but let's be honest if you had a flashbang and you honestly thought that was the only time you got to use it you'd be like frigate i'm gonna use it of course i would use a lot more than a flashbang (laughs) i'm just saying just just saying looking back at it in there looking back at it maybe Maybe didn't need it. That's no, all. I agree. Yeah, it's the other, unnecessary. The other thing, and I love this, uh, Theo, uh, the the kind of the, the computer guy, guy. Yeah. computer hacker uh, trope guy. Yeah. He's great, but at one point he's, it's pretty early in, in, and he's hacking something, he's doing something with the computer, and then he's, 
he has to also destroy some equipment as well. <laughs> he gives it a quick sidekick. Gives it like a, a karate like <laughs> spin kick. It's like I don't know if that is how. I don't know if that's the computer hacker guy is supposed to disable equipment <laughs> by groundhouse kicking it. I don't that's a good point. <laughs> I just I don't know. I, that's how I would do it. <laughs> but I'm not computer hacker guy. I'm not Theo. <laughs> he is. Oh man. Okay. That, uh, I did find that very and the the amount of sparks it cost so many is astronomical. Well, no wonder he roundhouse kicked it. Yeah. It was obviously... I mean, if you can roundhouse kick like that, I mean I don't know why he just doesn't do it to the safe. <laughs> and then there's also, okay, the scene where, yeah, there's the two brothers, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, yes. Just describe what happens, because it's just so annoying. I, I was going to ask, I assume you would know what they were doing. Not exactly, but I okay, mean. Okay, so what, the, the, the point, yeah, The brother ahead. that I, the character that I mentioned earlier who knew exactly where they were going, counting down the halls, was looking for what I assume are telephone, like, outside connecting wires, right? He finds a big box of wires. At the same time, it flashes to McLean on the phone with the limo driver, and then that call gets cut off. So that's what I'm assuming he's playing with, right? Right. So he's doing all this very sophisticated stuff. He's got a giant box with numbers counting down, and he's hooking that up to all these wires. And then his brother comes down with a chainsaw <laughs> and just cuts all the wires on the top. Yeah. But he was like racing like he had to do something before it would... Before he cut, right? Like exactly, he had to it was like a something. race against time. Yeah, he was like, no, no, wait. But they like even the subtitles only said speaking German. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that they're the racing. It's like an unnecessary risk because it's like you could. <laughs> but do you know why? Why? What was what oh, was one no doing and what was the other one doing? I have because no I figure whatever the first brother was doing with the like the sensitive he had to stuff. Finish that before the other brother could yeah. do the other thing. Yeah, but whatever he was doing was going to be negated by cutting all the wires up at the top. We anyway. don't know that. We don't know how these electronics work. You're, you're, you're assuming that I'm assuming not. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. We'll no, never know. No, I just, it, I have no idea. Um, okay. But the next scene with the terrorists or the thieves, whatever, when they barge in, this is the one thing I want to talk about. Like when they first get off the elevator? Yeah, when they get off and, and, and into the party. Before we get into that, I want to just make the point that I was talking about where McLean's personality. Because right before that, uh, Holly is in with John, right, in one of the office, and she gets called out to give a speech. Now, clearly... Right, this is what... They've just had an argument about their... They had a the little, a little tiff, right? Basically, about what Argyle already figured out about yes. his unwillingness to be uh, flexible. Supportive. For, yeah. I mean, like, his wife got a fantastic job. She's a director of clearly a very successful company. Hello. And the... he's a New York cop who could be an L.A. cop. Like, it's just... But anyway, but this is my point, was she gets called out to do what's clearly a very important speech. Like, she actually said, like, uh, to speak to the troops, you know, probably talk about how successful the year that they had and everything. And, like, as a supportive... What a supportive husband would do, or a proud husband, would go and be like, I want to hear my wife's speech. He but we know he's an sucks. asshole. Yeah. So we know why the reason that he's not in the room where the terrorists come in is a really good reason because it fits for his personality. Because you can always have one of those ones where he went to the bathroom and then when the terrorists came in and you're like, yeah, of course, it's possible that you were in the bathroom. But this one fits. He's like, I I don't even want to see her. Right. I don't want to see her give this important speech. She's not that important to me. And even just so he is an asshole. Yeah. And. and (laughs) 
I mean, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he didn't know the speech was about to come up, but I felt bad for her. The woman came in and got her out, interrupted their conversation saying, you need to give the speech. Yes. So he knew it was coming like right no, now. I, I just mean before that, like he. Oh didn't. no, he didn't know that. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, I, I did feel bad for her because she just got in this like big fight and it's like, okay, I have to go give the speech Yeah, totally. Now. Like, but Holly's a rock. Suck. She's a rock. She she's, can she's do it. She's a pro. Yeah, she's, she's a, a pro. Yeah. She um, just proves it time and again. <laughs> and so what happens? So did you say you want to talk about the terrorists getting off of? Actually, oh, I didn't know if you wanted to, but I just wanted to mention, I wanted to make sure I talked about that point about his personality before people were like, he said he was going to talk about it. Then he didn't talk about it. Well, I think it's a good time <laughs> to maybe, uh, you know, the terrorists get off the elevator. And, and this is the first time we hear from one uh, Hans Gruber. Now. Where is Mr. Takaki? Joseph Yoshinobu Takagi. Born Kyoto, 1937. Family emigrated to San Pedro, California, 1939. Interned Manzanar, 1942-43. Scholarship student, University of California, 1955. <laughs> Ellis creeped out by Hans at this point. 1962, MBA, Harvard, 1970. Yep. Resident Nakatomi Trading, Vice Chairman Nakatomi Investment Group. Enough. <laughs> and father. Of Enough of this. Enough of this saying what my resume is <laughs> yeah i know he hasn't even that's broken... literally that's literally what i wrote down was <laughs> no violence yet Gru <laughs> enough of this <laughs> like he hasn't do you usually say that after someone's been cut a little bit or the threat of violence yeah yeah not just okay oh, he's mentioned stanford uh, uh, <laughs> you this, have this, gone this too far gone on long enough they know everything about him except what he looks like. Uh, which yeah, I find it. I did find that a little funny. Um, I did ha one thing I did notice again, having watched it a little bit more intently, is as great as Alan Rickman is as Gruber, I did feel like his accent kind of slipped in and out a handful of times. I, I don't even know what he is, <laughs> what he's supposed to be like. It's supposed to be German, but I, I it. Is it? Like right there at the beginning of his like speech, mm -hmm. he had a pretty thick accent, and then right. then throughout his speech he doesn't. Is it supposed to be German though? And and this is a, a question I was wondering. So it's a good time to talk about it. Like, are we supposed to think these guys are all German? Are we supposed to like where are these guys from? I, it seems to be to me to be a mishmash. And as far as Alan Rickman is concerned, who his voice is just incredible, and I. I was this a? I, this is the first thing I remember seeing him in. I think this was his first movie, to be honest. Maybe his first American movie. And so, like, he was a but he's yeah. definitely a stage actor. But like, his, his cadence. voice is so strange. It's he's English, but it's not. Like, what is his voice? I've never heard anyone speak like this before. He's yeah. I I don't I don't know because so, I I obviously I know him a not obviously but I know him a lot more as Severus Snape. But it's the same accent. Like right. it's the same voice where it's just, but that's just because that's the way he talks. I know, it's and so I don't know. I, I love his voice because it's so you can't pin it down. And so 
and he to has me, to me it goes with the rest of the crew because some of these guys are german um there's people with different backgrounds like there's there's the asian guy al leong i believe is his name yeah, when he goes there's for a the guy goes who's shooting at him through the table he seems oh, to be like maybe cuban or something i'm not oh, sure that's right yeah so there's there's a, there's a bunch a of different line. guys no more table no more table <laughs> we're gonna go it's great and so like I, I what i what i always liked about this crew though what i always liked about this crew was that alan rick was kind of that's true and you got Theo he was nothing too. he was like a hundred different things and, and he was again like he was new at this time and uh he was his voice was just so different that he just felt like he uh just a bad guy but you didn't you couldn't pin him down. Was he no. English? Was he German? Was he? But he was very polite and like who's he seemed sincere. His acting, like like him acting as a thief or a terrorist in the movie, is great. Do you know what I mean? Like Hans Gruber pretending to be, you know, smooth, and then he just switches gear to shooting Takagi Takagi in the head. How do I is that my Takagi Takagi? Thank you. And Sorry. in fact, I think. At the end of the show, we're going to talk about... Look at about... that table. <laughs> it's a great table. Um, and, and I mean, I think at the... Well, at the end of the show, we will be talking about the best scene. And I'd like to play a little bit of the scene of when... Um, yeah, Hans is trying to get information out of Takagi. Mr. Takagi, I'm really not interested in your computer. I need the code key because I am interested in the $640 million negotiable bearer bonds that you have locked in your vault. And the computer controls the vault. You want money? What kind of terrorist are you? <laughs> he's he's almost goofy there, like the way he's holding his hand. You know, and then, uh, you know, Han shoots him in the head, uh, <laughs> jumping ahead. I don't think we have to watch the whole scene. No, but, I don't think so. But yeah, it's the tension in the scene is really great. And what I think really works about this and what makes a lot of what movie, a lot of what makes this movie great is, is this scene. It sets up so much about what we know about Han's and just the, the stakes, right? How like, far he's willing to go. Right? We're not messing with him because... Yeah, you know, I've seen this movie a lot of times, but I remember how I felt when he got shot early. It's like, oh wow, the blood stain on the window. Yeah, because that was a huge thing for me. The trope too was always like, oh, this guy has information we have to get out of him, so we have to keep him alive, right? And that yeah. was kind of the feeling we were getting with with Takagi because he had this information to get into the vault. It's like, no, we'll just deal with it some other yeah. way. And it's like, but at the end of the this day, is, this is a bad dude. It would have he would have been better off, right? Probably. Just give him the code. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, he'd be alive. Well, maybe not. It all depends, but I mean, you just give him the code and then, because it's just, mo if they're just after money, like he said, just take the money. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they will have some level of insurance on the, their 640 million bearer bonds. I'm sure you can't just come in and steal them and now you own them. <laughs> he, he seemed very sure of himself, like he, well, way too sure of himself. And... Holy crap, there's the scene. We're watching it now. Uh, just got shot in the head. Super violent, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. a lot of blood. A, a lot, lot. That's what I'm saying. And chunks of chunks brain. Chunks of stuff on the on window. On the window. Absolutely. Huge, like, seared on my brain. 
And McLean's face was pretty. He was shocked. Right yeah. there, like that was like I don't I don't he, remember seeing that. Like he was shocked that that happened. A really good conduit and, for the for the. Uh... I love how that door. <laughs> so okay, so they shoot. They hear a noise after they shoot Takagi, and uh, McLean goes and hides in a room, and the bad guys are going looking in all the rooms, and that room's door is locked, so they don't go in. It's clear, <laughs> but it can clearly be locked from the other side. That's a great scene. They don't quite figure it out. <laughs> So no, nobody can be hiding in a locked room. <laughs> and so, what? At what point does he kill the the first brother? The first brother. It's when yeah. So he runs back upstairs and he starts talking to himself, which is one of the things I like about the movie. When he stops, slows everything down, and tries to figure out. And as he, that's happening, the terrorists are laying out their plan right because okay. they don't know that he's there yet so he, he goes up to the area that's kind of like under under uh, construction under, what one thing i love about this i remember i mean the shoes thing obviously is a huge part of the movie his, his oh that's one thing shoes. i did want to say yeah go on but i thought yes it sucks he doesn't have shoes but i i did think initially running around the building uh no no shoes on that would have felt like so much fun at the beginning <laughs> Like, of course it doesn't work out later. Like, he would have liked to have shoes. Yeah. But that, that feeling of having the... It's the idea of, like, being in the mall after it closes, you know? Just, but like, you running would, around everywhere. Wait, you would run around the mall with no shoes on? That's disgusting. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I would. <laughs> mm, socks. Maybe socks. One with a grippy, one without a grippy. So I can kind of slide. Oh, yeah, I'd to. see that. I can see that. No, but what I was going to say... <laughs> when the terrorists came in, I feel like if I was in... I was going to say John McClane's shoes, but that was, but I would, I feel like I would run for my shoes. I just grab them. Well, yeah. Because you would quickly recognize that you're barefoot. Like that's not something you'd be like, am I barefoot? <laughs> you'd be like, okay, I got to grab my shoes and then run. Right. It's a I'm great, just saying, I'm just saying I, it's very possible. He didn't have the opportunity, but I think I would risk getting caught just to get my shoes. <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> I guess you have to weigh, yeah, right. Like, maybe you're not, maybe you're really not even thinking about it, because you are also in a way kind of presupposing, like he knows he's going to be playing a cat and mouse game with these guys no, in, the, in the building. No, for hours. no. What I'm saying is, <laughs> I, in, I would rather be caught with shoes than free without. Is what I'm saying. Wow, that's, he, that's a he statement. Did, he, Do you know what you're saying? Yes. Well, because technically, as far as we know, if John didn't show up, they could have all been okay. If he just let the whole thing play out and he wasn't there, because yeah. none of nobody would have been notified. They would have. And got... he would have had shoes on. He could have just walked away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I guess. Anyway, let's go on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> getting enough. A getting a little off track now. So, but yes. So he goes up to the construction site and pulls the fire alarm. And the cars are coming. When... They, they turn around. He's not very happy with them. He said he, he has a great line about kissing their their Dalmatian. I believe. <laughs> Yeah, what is that? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> come on, come to Papa. I'll kiss your effing Dalmatian. <laughs> this is a good point, a uh, good time to point out just quickly as the, the podcast overall um, swearing. We have right. to address the swearing yes. thing um, just quickly here in the middle of, of uh, as we're like a good chunk into this. But um, we're trying not to swear. Uh, this podcast is rated as explicit. Uh, it's got the E. Um, that's mostly because a lot of the movies we're going to be reviewing and playing clips from. Yeah, there's clearly a line from Die Hard that everybody knows that we. there's no way you can talk about it and not say it. Yippee-ki-yay, Mother Russia. We all know <laughs> the line. 
And so we have to be able to have a free-flowing podcast. We can't just stop uh, uh, and, and mark everything. You can't and, censor us. And yeah, so we're, we're leaving in the swears from, from the movie. Uh, if a clip happens to have it, we're just going to leave it there. Um, for us, personally, I, I think we're trying not to, but yes. the odd one might slip out. If that happens, we're sorry, but it will be there. It's the point we're trying to make. So, um, yes, there will be tiny bits of swearing in the podcast, but we'll, we'll try to keep it to a minimum. Um, okay. So, so then they track him to that floor. They find out what floor the fire alarm was pulled on. And we've got uh, the brother in the... Uh, Incredibly all... tight sweatpants. Incredibly <laughs> tight sweatpants. I always thought it was a sweatshirt, but it's actually a, a pretty comfy looking sweater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just looks cozy. What is the thing? But behind I do, this look? I do love how he says, "Oh, come out! I won't hurt you." And then he cocks his gun. <laughs> Nothing says, "I promise, I will not hurt you," like the cocking of a gun. <laughs> and it, what you mentioned about the shoes, because uh, eventually, you know, John tackles this guy. They they tr- they fall down a stairwell, and uh, the the guy dies tragically. <laughs> that, that, that's that's him uh, dying. <laughs> So he, and then John rightfully goes right for the shoes. Yeah. Uh, the line about, you know, uh, I, of all the terrorists in the world, I killed the one with feet smaller than my sister. Now, John, and the question you had about the shoes, at what point do the shoes actually become a priority? You know, that, I mean, is there another universe where John decides, you know what, my first goal here is to get shoes like i wonder if that ever came to his mind like how important do you think shoes should have been for him at this point uh no not i think like when you're at a construction site like that if for me i would have been like maybe there's a pair of boots somewhere but i there's no way he would have been like i gotta find shoes like part of my mission is i gotta get shoes now no (laughs) no i don't i don't think that was i think if he like he took his opportunity here and again that's Totally plausible. Although the guy looked like he was what six four. It's impossible. He was way I, taller than Bruce Willis. It had to it was just part of the joke, I guess. Or I, Bruce has humongous feet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's him dying. Um. So what are we going to next? And then so he killed. So that no, he kills them in the stairwell, and then he gets the uh, the. Is that where he gets the detonators? That's where he gets the detonators? Yeah. He gets a gun. And so a machine is... gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Is it just me, or does the dead guy look like a doll the whole time? Like, look that at his guy face. Right there? Yes. I think he just looks... He, he looks plastic. And I... when he's in the elevator, when they when they open it, his face is to the side. It looks really... I think he looks prettier than he did without <laughs> glasses. I think the glasses... So you're saying... Back. a dead guy without glasses is prettier than an alive guy with glasses. I'm saying I'm saying that dead guy <laughs> without glasses is prettier than that guy with glasses. And he, this is a scene actually in the elevator scene when he sends the the guy down is a great scene because he doesn't just like open the he brings a spe- like a rebar cuz he knows how elevators work. Right. Because have you ever tried to open an elevator like with your hands? Never. I have. <laughs> okay. Is this a just, normal thing? Just for fun. Just to see, just if, to you see could. if you could. And I don't think you can. And I think that's wh- that's why I like this scene. Like he purposefully does it so he can hop on top, right? right. Which is it's it's just a great little scene so he can find out all, more about the the bad guys. Um, but I just like how it wasn't just well we could just have him open it, right? But they're like, but that's not real. 
that's not how you open an elevator door from the inside. Yeah. I like that. For sure. It's realistic. Um, there was this Netflix show about the movies that made us, and they were talking, they did one on Die Hard, and a little to that point, like, um, they walked through the physical space because they had the building they knew were gonna, they were going to shoot it, and there's the scene where he, he later kills uh, his that guy's brother with, when wrapping the yeah. chain around his neck. They were like, well, they happened to see the chain there, and they came up with the idea for that just by the walkthrough, you know? Um, and so I wonder if it's kind of the same thing that you're talking about. It's like the care uh, of making the decisions real life decisions, right. you know, uh, is part of kind of what sets this movie apart. Like, see, he looked like a doll. <laughs> <laughs> there he is looking like a doll. But no. yeah, no, totally. I totally agree with you. It's those, it's the, the attention to detail on the little things, right. That, that make it different and hold, make it stand out. And it's more than an action movie. Like, it's a well-directed. It's a great-looking movie, the way the camera moves. I know I'm I'm on this rule of thirds thing, but I'm just seeing it right here as we're watching. Even just Han on the <laughs> elevator looking at, like, so many... Hans? Hans. So many, but what would otherwise be just kind of throwaway shots in other movies well, are, like, And then right after, perfectly... the pans straight up through the roof of the elevator. Like, yep. that's a great little... The way the camera moves, pans all over the place all the time. Um, you know, it's... It's something, it's another reason it's got such sticking power because it's, it's a it's well not, shot movie. It's, it's not, not just, just an candy. action movie. Yeah. It's not candy. Like it's filler, like it's filling, right? Like there's a lot going on. It, it, it It's better than an action movie. Like it's not just, yeah. Or it's more than an action movie. A little bit yeah. more. Yeah, for but sure. But like even the fight scene between that brother right there, it was, a, it was more of a wrestling match, which is more, which is more realistic. Like when you start, you know, when they're clearly not martial artists, right? So you don't need them doing backflips. <laughs> they're just so dudes. They, they're just dudes. Just they like just grappled some stairs. Totally, and it's totally believable. Yeah. Um, I also just like so at this point, John just kind of like on top of the elevator, and now he's kind of like the innards of the building, and he's you know he sees the the calendar of the the topless woman, and yeah. just like <laughs> to me at this point, it's just kind of like peak crawling around the building uh, I, I love this it's just like he's he's been everywhere because he's he's revealing the map right he's just trying, yes he's yeah trying, exactly he's trying to find it he wants to get the lay of the land he wants to know where it's safe where he can go where his exits are and, that's why i'm saying like where and he's it lays being smart. it for, and it lays it out for us too which is so smart because you know so many movies right, you're right. just like where am i what's going on i don't care it's like stuff um, well, there's even some movies where if you've been to the location where they're shooting, they run around the corner and they see something else. And you're like, I know that's not right there. Yeah. Like you're you're making him go from one block to 10 blocks down the road. Whereas this, they're literally showing you the map. And when he goes from room A to room B, this is what's in there. And yeah, it's smart. Exactly. And it's like, it's something that is so great in this movie, like a, are the stakes again, because, um, you know, the stakes of we know where like the physical situation he's in, you know? Um, and, and also just how dangerous Hans is, you know, these, this is why the, the movie, the movie works because there are these elevated stakes. It's dangerous. Um, he's in a <laughs> building, it's, he's trapped yeah. and he's dealing with a guy who is very, very dangerous. And, you know, I think that's a big thing. We'll, we'll probably be, be noticing more and more with these movies and whether or not they work a lot of times is, 
do we care about right. what's happening, right? Yeah. And we're fully invested with with, with John and um, Holly um, and some of these other characters who are great or even not great. Like, Ellis is not a good guy. No. But what happens no. to him? You know, we're interested to see what happens yeah, to him. Yeah, I, like, I don't hate what happens to him. <laughs> and so... What do we have coming up next? Let's see. We have uh, the introduction of uh, uh, Carl, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, um, Sergeant up, yeah. Al Powell. <laughs> yeah. Which, because I happen to have uh, closed captioning on when I was watching it, there are so many times over the radio that John is calling him Powell, and I think he's saying Al, because they oh, sound the same. I Al think, Powell. I think I, I thought he was saying Powell. Pal, I thought he was saying a combo of those two. It might What's up, even pal? Be, it might even be oh. that. It could be all those things. In fact, and at one point he calls him Babe, which I loved. He just tacked the <laughs> Babe onto the end. Yeah, no, there's some great banter between those two. But I love this scene where he. Oh, just are we going to play it? it? Yeah. yeah. This is an FCC violation. Fine. Report me. Come the fuck down here and arrest me. Just send the police now. <laughs> Yeah, that's we were the pizza. Yeah, we were saying, this is an emergency line only. I know it's an emergency line. What the fuck do you think I'm doing? Ordering a pizza? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Like, there are clearly gunshots happening. They clearly heard it. They sent him out. This, the this the amount of times the police are just like, it's like they, they don't want to for whatever reason, it's Christmas they do Eve. Not... It's Christmas Eve, man. They just want to get home to their families, get their Twinkies. Because John already had them going to the building. They turned around. It's just like, guys, there's some. There's clearly something going on because this is like the third call to this building. Right? Just, just go in there. And even, I mean, God bless you, Carl. Uh, <laughs> uh, Reginald Vell Johnson. Uh, you go in there and you're in there for like 30 seconds. Like, there's nothing going on here. He you're was so lobby. close to getting murdered, though. If he, he would, that, like, I agree with you. He After saw the fact. No, because the guy played? had his hand on the gun in that scene when he finally walks away from right. the elevators. Right. If he pressed an elevator button to go up, he would have been, he would have been dead. There's no question. These guys were too good. They, they were expecting that kind of crap. Yes. But <laughs> I don't know how good a cop he was in that moment. He's not a great cop. He, it seems like he gets better as the movie goes on. Okay. But he's and, and and it's something we might as well just discuss now. I was going to bring it up later, but um, when John is uh, kind of telling, I think I think he's telling him uh, over the radio about you know, in case he dies, he's telling Carol what to say and um, to his to Holly, you know, yeah, yeah, pass yeah. this message along. And yeah. but uh, they're chatting before that, and it comes up about why why uh, Al Powell, Sergeant Al Powell's on desk duty. Yeah, desk jockey. Like, yeah. It's like I killed a thirteen-year-old kid with a laser. Yeah, laser. he had a, like he had a ray gun. Oh my god! Yeah, that's dark. He killed a, he killed a teenager. That's horrible. That's that's dark. Like I'd seen this movie so many times. Like that's a oh, very yeah, c- cop makes it. You know, it's it's just a, a line in a movie. But right, <laughs> maybe it's just the time we're living in. It's like. Oh my god! Yeah, he should not be a policeman. <laughs> no, not right? a job anymore. <laughs> I um, mean, I guess technically he was a desk jockey. I don't know, if, but he still has a gun, and he was in a car. So I don't. Yeah. I guess I have a different definition of a desk jockey, right? Someone <laughs> who mean? can't have a gun, like he yeah. shouldn't be doing that job anymore. Yeah, no, like, like he clearly thirteen-year-old kid. My god, that's terrible horrible. decision in the heat of the moment, right? Yeah. It's so like, yeah, it's 
So that hasn't aged well. Um, <laughs> no, that that definitely. Yeah, because we're. It's interesting. It's a good point because we're expected to feel sympathy for him, but. You, like you said, given the times, it's kind of like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be a police officer, man. <laughs> no. You know, back then it's like, oh, he made a mistake. Yeah. You know, now it's like, yeah, you you get another job. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You don't work here anymore. Uh, no, no pay. No, no leave with pay. Um, okay. So a, a pretty good scene here um, when John is uh, running away through the, he's, he's in the elevator, he's being chased um, and he's putting the, I love how he puts the, the gun in that hole to hold right. himself up and he's dangling in the elevator vent. Um, how do you, how do you feel about the scene, Derek? It's, it's a bit much because clearly when you watch the scene, if you watch it kind of closely and I love how he's listening for it, like at what moment would he be like, I can make it right. He's, he knocked the, the grate that's covering the vent and he knocked it down the shaft and then he's listening to see how far down it is. And it's forever. And, and it's, <laughs> it's but I'm like, right I'm now. like, how, like, one second is too far. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it falls for, like, five. It's like a Roadrunner fall or a Wiley Coyote fall. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you can clearly see in the scene when he actually is going down the rope. It's a good tense scene, right? And the, the line after it's the best. But when he's going down, but as it falls, you can clearly see he's falling into the middle of that shaft. Yeah. That's the almost the only mistake in filming in this movie because think, he's clearly was... falling not close to the wall where he can hang on. So, yeah. I thought it was a pretty good edit. I thought it looked pretty good. No, it does not. Really? Okay, well, we're See? watching it now. I, another Let's thing, like, see, okay, he's putting well, the gun this... in the hole. How does he know that gun's going to fit he doesn't. perfectly? It, yeah, this is, that's, a, that's an interesting coincidence. But it does have an adjustable handle. I mean, you know, that's believable. But this... Um, You'll okay, see. He's, just, dangling. He's, dangling he's dangling now. We huh? have to tell the people at home what's happening. So it's not just... But yeah, he's dangling. Okay. Uh, he's still dangling. He's <laughs> dangling a little bit. Oh, the gun's right. starting oh, to give oh, out. Oh, no, oh. no. That, that nylon nylon cord is going. And he's Whoa. reaching. He's reaching. I don't know what his plan is, to be honest, but... He's going to crawl Okay, watch. It. Here it comes. Here it comes. Okay, watch him. Because he bounces off the wall. Okay, so he's fixing his grip. He's, he's super close, but he just doesn't make it. Watch. Bounce. Gone. You see that? You, yeah. Yeah, you saw it. I know you saw it. I saw it. Although, I mean... <laughs> it's close. It's not bad. But I but think... What, what it almost looks like, he's like kind of like starting to ricochet off a different side, like bouncing <laughs> yeah, off of yeah. it. And, and that way, I'll give it a pass because... Yes, no, I think it's fine. I mean, it's not that bad. But this is great. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. <laughs> Now that's. Do you want to keep it? TV dinner feels like. <laughs> Very important. Very you important. I forgot. Yeah, I I forgot. But uh, now that scene is where he's stuck in the vent. He has the 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 lighter, and he you know, he says, "Come to the coast, get together, have a good time." That is now a Christmas ornament. So yes. it's now a good time to talk about whether or not this is a Christmas movie. Because this is a, it seems like it's been put to bed that it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> okay. But I saw something on Twitter the other day that said, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, then so is The Godfather because it has scenes that take place in Christmas, which is baloney. I mean, that's, that's. It's not the same thing. That's not the same thing at all. Um, we won't spend a lot of time no. on this because we know this question is just uh, beat to death. But, but we, you know, 
listen, this is the action movie Hall of Fame. So uh, this is a big action movie. It, it needs to be addressed. So it, Derek, take it away. How do you feel about this? Well, it it all depends on what your definition of a Christmas movie is, uh-huh. right? Because people just say, oh, a movie that takes place at Christmas. Well, then this is a Christmas movie. Nailed it. Right. But uh, in any Christmas movie, regardless of what it is, it's people trying to get together for Christmas. Yes. Something terrible or wacky happens, so pe- it's either funny or sad. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, people are just generally happy ever after. Now, we when this came out... When this came out, we didn't know that Die Hard 2, 3, 45 was coming out, right? So at the end, technically, everybody lived happily ever after, right? And throughout the movie, there is Christmas music. Throughout the whole time, they make the reference to it. So in this movie, they're just people got together to celebrate Christmas. And that's why it's a Christmas movie, period. It's done. It's over. It's a Christmas movie. It's about family. It's about family being separated. Yeah. It's about family getting back together. Coming together, yeah. Um, and uh, admitting, mis- uh, learning. Uh, make, uh, overcoming learning obstacles. But learning from a mistake, you know, right. realizing you're wrong, have, having the the ability to admit that and just in time for Christmas. It is chock full of morals. The final line delivered by Argyle, he says Christmas. He says the word Christmas. I mean... This is a Christmas movie, and I, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't take part in, or, or it's not snowing. I mean. Yeah. I think that's a big reason why people think it's not a Christmas movie. Get out of here. I mean, yeah. or, or, what are we saying about all the people who live in a place that, of a warm climate, but still celebrate Christmas? They can't have Christmas? That's what, Christmas? That's, that's what they're saying. It's rude. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. So, and, okay. So, it's put to bed. Let's move on. Because it is. So we're saying, yes, it is a Christmas movie. It's a movie. Christmas movie. So oh. now. You can just talk over that. Don't worry. You're not... No, just... but so now we're at the point in the movie where uh, Sergeant Al Powell yeah. gets to Nakatomi Plaza. And I don't understand that quote when John McClane's looking down and he's driving around the roundabout in the front of the building. And he says, who's driving? Stevie Wonder? I, it makes no sense. Has he hit? Like, I, I assume the idea is that Stevie Wonder's blind. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. So he can't yeah. drive, right? Yes. Is that, but it may, it's not like he's running into stuff. He just did a lap and now he's getting out of the car. Like it made, it doesn't make any, it sense. doesn't make any sense. I, I quote it. I think about it all the time, but I don't ever think about why it doesn't make any sense. And you're right. It, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Um, what else is happening here? John. So John throws the, uh, ends up throwing the corpse on top of his car to get him to stay. Yeah. And, you know, and this is kind of where things escalate, and the cops get involved and everything else. Um, yeah, this is where it turns it turns into a bigger action movie. Now, again, like I've watched this movie, I don't know how many times, like a, like a lot. I've watched this movie a lot. Um, I heard a line in the movie that I had simply not heard before, and it was coming up very very soon, and it made me laugh out loud. So um, it's delivered by one uh, Ellis. Um, so we're going to take a listen to that just right now. Man, God damn it, figure that <laughs> so, yeah. They've thrown the, the, yeah, throw the corpse in the car. Sergeant Al Powell is running away. Driving away. Our guy is living his best life. Oh, God, God damn it. 
he just freaks out, right? Like, he just... Well, he was getting shot at. He was. Like, would you expect him to drive calmly? I, I guess I would expect him to turn around. Full on reverse <laughs> until he just crashed over a wall. I'd like to think I'd turn around. Richard Thornburg shows up just playing the exact same role he played in Ghostbusters. I love it. This guy's an asshole. Everybody hates this guy. He's so good at being the worst. Yes, he was. he's a classic 80s slime ball. Threatens um the uh their, their their nanny with like I'll get the deport deportation very relevant. Here's the line coming up. Police are showing up to Nakatomi Plaza. Get ready for Alice here. Why did they stop so far away? I just thought I'd love to hear that. Now. <laughs> I never thought I'd love to hear that sound. What kind of weird <laughs> shit is Ellis getting up to? Well, he, we know he's a cokehead. Well, right? yeah, but I but mean, I mean <laughs> how many times has he like, had a run-in because well, yeah, of his coke it's issue? A, it's a good question. How many times does he hear sirens and go, oh, shit? <laughs> and, and I gotta, I, get, I, I gotta get out of here, clearly. <laughs> um, and, I, I think another great uh, scene and something that could be potential uh we'll talk about best scenes and i think this could be one of them um the scene with ellis he does he steps up and decides he's going to negotiate derek can you think of any reason why he decided to make this decision no i really i there's i don't he wanted to be the hero i don't I think he clearly thought well he was on coke he was he was doing coke <laughs> right next to holly right like off the back of his hand so i mean do you do you honestly think he thought he could broker a deal between these people and what was going on? I mean, or I, do you just think, cause I honestly just thought he, he was convinced that he could bring John in. And for some reason that would stop everything. I mean, uh, maybe Alice is a truly great salesperson. I mean, it's not, he's, or, he's, I mean, or at least he thinks he is. I mean, he really sold that Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> he works in Nakatomi Plaza. I mean, let's go. So I, I don't know. Maybe he really does. Or, or maybe this is just a fun it was always supposed to be this fun scene, but they nail it because he's so smarmy. Oh, uh, it's I, the best. His his teeth are amazing. His teeth should be their own character. Like I hope his teeth got paid their own uh, wage <laughs> yeah. because he's just so. But he in that scene he has one of the lines that when I heard when I was ten years old, me and my brother would say it to e not to each other, but like just not about the movie, but just completely out of context. And he goes. When Ellis says, hey, John boy. <laughs> right there. <laughs> it's uh here until these guys can talk to the L.A. police. And that just ain't going to happen until you stop messing up the works. Capiche? Capiche? Capiche, <laughs> Johnny. Hey, John, I think you could get with the program a little, huh? The police are here now. It's their problem. Now tell these guys where the detonators are so no one else gets hurt. You know, I'm putting my life on the line for you, pal. Ellis, listen to me very carefully. John. Shut up, Ellis. Just shut your mouth. Put Hans back on the line. Hans, this shithead does not know what kind of man you are, but I do. Listen. Good. Then you'll give us what we want and save your friends. It was life. always You're too late for Alice at this point, right? Time you There's oh, no yeah, saving you know, Alice. Absolutely what am I, not. No way. Hans. They put away the gun. This is radio, not Maybe he's just in character. Jesus Christ, Ellis, people are going to kill you. Tell them you don't know me. But I really don't <laughs> know what he... Did he honestly think? Huh? 
John. Those John. are great teeth. Right now he's figuring out that this isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to laugh at a guy dying, but it's Ellis. It was Ellis. He's fine. Um, no, I, I I miss him uh, because he was funny, but I think that was always the logical conclusion for Ellis. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think he was going to end. I mean, I I mean, he had to have been written into the movie just to die that way, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think I think people were supposed to be happy that exactly. Ball was dead. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Although the police chief isn't isn't super happy about it. Um, and now coming up soon, uh, deputy deputy chief Je- deputy. Chief? He's not the chief. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> I saw some. I don't, all I know is he's not Sergeant Al Powell. That's the only one that matters. So I think we should jump ahead a little bit here and just go yeah. to um, the part where uh, John and Hans meet face to face. Hi there. How you doing? Oh, these guys. No, you're one of them, aren't you? You're one of them. No, no. Don't kill me, please. No, please. Don't kill me. Don't kill me, please. Whoa, please, whoa, please, whoa. Please, Relax. Please. Relax. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. Bill Clay, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there he is. What the fuck are you doing up there? <laughs> what are you looking for? It's a good... What do you... What, like, I wanted to ask you this. Do you think from the very moment he knew that he was not... Not that he knew that he was Hans Gruber, but that he knew that he was not one of the hostages? Because we know ultimately he gave him the empty gun. Yeah. But that could easily just be, I just don't trust anybody. For sure. You know, it's not worth the risk. But I'm just wondering if he, you thought he knew. Because he does say it makes, Bill Clay. It makes John very smart. It makes John very smart. Like, it above, does, above average okay. New York So you think he's just department. smart enough to give, he wouldn't give a stranger a loaded gun? I, th- I think so. Okay. I think that's fair. I think that's I, I, fair. But not smart enough to think that it's Hans. Like, I never think that he thought that, right? I think we can agree that... Yes. No, I don't think he ever thought it was definitely right. the, the numero uno, the head honcho. I mean, I I think it's one of the ways that we find out John's maybe, like, clever beyond just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's a great line when he finds out that the gun is empty. Are we going to uh, have that one go? Is that one of yours? I don't, but we can we can go to that. Let's, yeah. Uh... <laughs> when he finds out that the... Uh, <laughs> when he hears them talking, he starts talking. He gives them the gun, and then uh, he starts talking in German on the radio, right? Right away. Yeah, let's go to that right now. Kommt sofort. Put down the gun. And give me my detonators. Well, well, well. Hans. Put it down now. It's a great it's way for them to meet. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. You gotta be on fucking TV with that accent. I love this line. But what do you want with the detonators, Hans? I already used all the explosives. <gasps> but did I? I'm going to count to three. Yeah. Like you did with Takagi. Oops. No bullets. <laughs> no bullets. <laughs> you were saying. You think I'm stupid? Y- yes. You've been. Yeah, and uh, and that's uh, where the glass glass starts. shooting a lot of glass, um, and a very graphic kneecapping happens here. 
um, as he's laying down, coming up, as he's shooting. It's very oh, wow. graphic. That is a lot of neat. And then he falls right <sighs> on that. Yeah, that is a fantastic death scene. So that guy, just random bad guy, gets his knees shot. Each knee gets shot at least six no. times. Oh, it, they, they explode. They're just gone. They're gone. There's no more kneecaps. Yeah. Uh, if he hadn't died when his head crashed the window after that, There'd be no saving his knees or legs or anything. It's just the whole thing was just a waste. Poor guy. Um, okay, so we get into a lot of action here. Um, the shooting of the uh, the glass. Uh, John makes an emotional, not, not emotional plea, but he talks to uh, uh, his, his buddy. Oh, that's pretty. He's, he's Yeah, he's, the amount of blood he loses in this movie. Uh, what does he use to like bandage himself in the bathroom? It looked like his it, tank top. Was it the tank top? His super clean tank top. <laughs> that got dirty in a hurry. It, but I loved how it it actually did get dirty gradually. Yes. Like it started off white and then he got a little bit of schmutz on it. But then once the gunfight on the roof happened, that's when it was really... And then through the vent, right? Like at this point, we're looking at about an hour and 40 into the movie. It's black. It's black. Uh, yeah. Or, or a very, very dark brown. Either way, it's... I don't know if there's enough bleach in the world... This was only, to revive that. Uh, this was oh yeah. See there it is. Yeah, the this was one another little problem I had with the movie. I mean, he is leaving a trail of blood that is obvious, epically long. Yeah, right. How did they just not follow that? Like, I know they got sh I know okay. they got stuff okay. to do, but they could have just. I mean, they, if they had spent two seconds taking a look at where he went, they would have found him. That's my only qualm. No, see, uh, John McClane just uh, didn't bleed. He, he he willed himself to not bleed uh, until he got close to the bathroom. Ah, okay. Uh, I didn't know you could do that. Uh, if you're John McClane. <laughs> see, the, uh, uh, L.A. City Cop, no. Uh, New York City Cop, can. <laughs> Oh, now it all it's makes all, sense. You have to, you know, Holly's being a little selfish this Yeah, she didn't realize <laughs> that he had self-healing. <laughs> so I'm looking now. We got the FBI. Derek, what do you think about these FBI agents? Nothing. They're terrible. What? Like, they're just a bunch of yahoos, right? They just literally, I think they're literally meant to signify cowboys. I think, yeah, or even just like, you know what, let's let's add some helicopters into the equation. How can we do that? Yeah. What uh, could go wrong? FBI agents. Um, Anything redeeming about them? I, I, I remember liking, like, I well, like them, but this is another they're also one. very forgettable, too. They're not yeah, there for very long. Yeah, they're just... Uh, yeah they're just there for fun but that's one of the things that i mentioned earlier there was a couple of them the newscaster uh when they cut to that uh the newscaster who made those mistakes that was just for no reason just something a little bit of comedy and then with these two guys it's just again it's almost comedy relief they're both named johnson no relation i mean but that's I'm supposed pumped. to be kind of yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and then they they make a joke about we'll try to let you know when we commandeer your men when right. he says that to the deputy chief police officer. Right. It's it's supposed to be, you're supposed to be like, ha ha. That's it. They're just there for that. And it's it works. It's not terrible, but. I yeah. mean. I just said I want to say nothing and I talked about them for two minutes. Okay. I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, uh, and then what else? I mean, we're, we're kind of winding down towards the end of the movie, really. I mean, we get the scene with um, uh, John jumps off the, the building because they, they blow up the building, which is pretty awesome actually pretty nice explosion yeah um you know because we're doing this uh, and because we're going to talk explosions at the end of the show i, I was paying specific attention and i mean again Same. 
I've seen this movie a bunch of times. I'm not really paying super close attention to the explosions. Those things can kind of, right? You know, you don't even pay attention to them anymore. But paying attention to the movie specifically and seeing that explosion on top of the building was. I actually said out loud, whoa. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah, I said, very nice. I actually said, it's a great explosion. It really, it's a real explosion. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> and again, that show, the Netflix show, um, the helicopter, when, when that blows up, that's actually a miniature. It looks incredible. I couldn't believe when I found out that was just like a miniature model. Wow. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I guess... <laughs> Everyone do yourselves a favor and go back and look at that, specifically where that like helicopter that the FBI are in, it kind of like is on fire, it explodes, and it kind of tumbles down the building a little bit. Yeah. It is... It, the detail, and right. it looks incredible. I, I can't even... I, yeah, I don't know very, how they did it. I don't know how they did it. Who are these... It's, mo it's movie magic. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're, we're getting close to that point where we have to talk about um, some different um, segments. Um, Derek, is there anything you want to talk about before we finish? I mean, there's a scene with Holly um, and John and Hans at the end. Is that something we want to talk about? The the, the, the final death scene of, of yeah, Hans, I guess? because that death scene is awesome. Like, it, it's a great scene. And there's when he comes around the corner holding the gun, like he's... You know, he's limping and he's holding the gun low, but all you see, there's smoke in the foreground and all you see is him lighted by the back. So he's just a silhouette. It's a great scene. And he's, and he's yelling like, Holly, <laughs> like it's, well, it's like Adrian. It's totally like Adrian, but it's, it, it's not bad. It's not cheesy. No, it's. And then he, she comes in. You the, feel that by the, like you see him, he looks like. He looks yeah. Like and crap, then she, right? she sees him and she says. Jesus. And yeah. like, she know, like he, he does look like he's been through the ringer. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, he has the gun, he's holding it behind his back, not they, holding it. It was duct sorry, tape. duct tape. Duct yeah. Tape. He saw duct the tape there. Um, it's a, it's a great, it always sticks with me like that. He, that he does that, you know, it's just a classic every movie after this, where they hide a gun somewhere. It's just like, obvious. It's a throwback to, to this, you know, right. to, to me, this is the originator of originator of, I have a secret gun taped right. to, my, to my back. You totally. Know, they can't all get away with it. And then one other thing I really like about when they finally unclasp uh, Han and he starts to fall, um, that look in his eye. Again, this Netflix show, they were saying that the way they shot it was in this, like, you know, he actually did fall, but it was like in a studio with a blue screen. Yeah. So, But they were doing a countdown. They are like, five four three and but they, they dropped him they dropped him before early. they got to the right. zero which right. is like the classic thing they do on the, right. the what's that uh the tower of terror kind of thing where they just drop you early before you're expecting it um but yeah great scene because you know watching this movie again years and years after it was first made like some of the computer graphic like you can tell it's not really he's not really falling but oh yeah you can tell but i mean that's but not... it always i think his reaction is what right. makes it yeah. feel like it's always like, oh wow, this yeah. is a good like. It do, the scene doesn't lose too much because the movie's been so good to this point. It's such a great death scene, you know. Um, yeah, and I agree. I the, think the background, the background stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't distract me. No, no, no I think you made a great point. The, his reaction is what really sells it, and the slow mo and the fact that he's the, almost like about wind. to shoot again, like he's yeah. he's almost about get to, about to get that last shot off before he dies. Um, no, it's, it's a great scene. Um, and so I think we're at the point where we're going to get into some segments. It's time to talk about some different things. Uh, Derek, right. what do you want to do first? We could do best scene, best villain, or talk about Han as a villain, um, or about the explosions in any particular one. 
piquing your interest right now. I want to talk a little bit more about Hans, I think. All right, let's get to it. You only knew the power of the dark side. I'm a killer. I'm a murdering bastard, you know that? I expect you to die! So, our, our villain segment. Um, Hans Gruber, Derek. What works about him? Why all I mean, these years what later? What doesn't? What doesn't? I mean, he's perfect. He's high class. Like that scene on the elevator where he's talking with Tagaki uh, about where they get the same suit from. They get their suits from the same tailor, and uh, uh, Tagaki realizes that oh my god, I get my suits tailored by the same place as a terrorist or a you know uh, a murdering bastard, and <laughs> it's it's he was so smooth but so violent, right? Like there was. Like there was almost nothing not to like about him. Yeah. Um. His his look. He's got great eyes. <laughs> he he he's, he looks like again like. His look is also hard to place. Like his voice is. He, he's he could be from anywhere, which gives him just a lot of mystery. Right. And again, shooting Takagi that early, we know he's serious. Um. Man, uh, again, like I. I because we've seen this so often, you can't overstate how shocking that was when he shoots right. him that early. And um, and it seems yeah, he's he's a scary dude, man. He's and he's got a look in his eyes and that that gravelly voice. Well, I don't know even know what that is again, but it's it's outstanding and just evil. Like it's just yeah. a scary but he, voice. But there's a great scene that we didn't talk about when uh, Holly comes in and says, "I have a request," and he oh, says, yeah. "Who put you in charge? What idiot put you in charge?" And she says, "You did." Which is a great line. It's a great line, but in real life, you don't say that, right? No, but Holly's got, like, cojones. Like, she is tough. Like, yes. she held Tagaki back at the beginning of the movie. Like, she is a tough cookie. Yeah, but you just saw this guy shoot two people um, that you worked with. I just feel like she was smart enough. Like, just the background of she's a shark, like, earlier in the movie. Like, she could read this guy. She's like, if you back down, he'll walk all over you. And she's just like, I'm going to stand up. We need... And she got everything she wanted. I get it. I just... I, I was, But it's a great scene with him, too, though. As I was Gruber. just a little concerned for her well-being. That's all. I, was, <laughs> I, was, I thought, you know, Holly, I, I appreciate what you're doing. I see how, how you and John are compatible here with that kind of uh, attitude. I, I like it. But just... This guy, this is Hans Gruber. Yeah, he, yeah. he's established Jeez. himself. He just shot your your head and your boss in the head like yeah. recently. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's fair. But he is a quintessential villain, right? Like he was just so and, bad in such a way that even like now, so many action movies, the villain is just not. A they're, they're just they're they're, 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 just they're there. nothing. Yeah, they're, they're just the there filler. for the bad guy to go find and beat up. And so. Is it because we've had, you know, 30 years now of, of villains or, <laughs> or what, you know, it, what makes him special? Stumped you. You've, you have stumped. Well, I mean. But, it, or is he like the original? No, you know, no. You know he's obviously not the original. Well, he, he, I don't know. I just, you did put me on the spot with that, but it, he is the original, like not classic villain, right? Yeah. He is like he said no that's you know when he was talking with holly he seemed like he cared right he was like no okay it will be done yeah. right and uh when he was talking to K takagi he seemed normal you know just like just give it to us you have no reason not to you just said there's other yeah. locks just give it to us and it'll be fine but then once you push him too far 
that's that's, that's when it. Scary, you know, yeah. but he was so smooth, but then so evil at the same time. It wasn't just uh, the drop in of a hat face, too. You know, he, he's he's very he makes up his mind. He decides like, okay, you're not helping me. Boom, you're dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it's interesting too. It's a good point about Hans being kind of like a real dude. You know, he's he's the bad guy. He's evil, but he's also reasonable. He's got to go shopping for his suits, right? And, and he's a real guy. Like John's a real guy. Yeah, which again, like I think, brings it all together as far as like this. Why part of the why this movie is so great is because it feels real. It feels like these are possible. People, yeah, feels like. Yeah, listen, like I could really be wrapping my presents on Christmas Eve, and this is actually happening in LA at the same time. <laughs> right. Um, okay, that that's great. I, I think we should also now uh, transition out of Han uh, Hans. I keep doing that. He's not Han Solo. No, he's not. He's Hans Gruber. He's really not. And uh, I do want to talk about what is the best scene of the movie. I did want to do that next. Good. We're doing it now. Is that all you got, huh? Is that all you got? 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 Best scene. Um... Now I'm going to ask you to go first, since okay. I, I went first on Well, I mean, I've got a lot of nominees. Um, well, I mean, the whole movie could be a nominee. I'm just going to go in <laughs> order. Like, I, I think I think the Takagi scene, we've, we've mentioned it multiple times. Um, very tense and just set the scene and, and gave us stakes throughout the rest yes, of the movie. I, I agree. That's a good scene. Um, let's see. Uh the elevator shaft it's okay i i i, I the vent yeah yeah i i, I just because i think it's kind of thrilling when he's falling down essentially like that's the most kind of exciting part is when he's falling down the vent um i'm just kind of going through them all here uh or the ones that suck out to me uh the police actually getting shot with that rpg uh was pretty tense when they're running to the other side and they're setting it up the, the german efficiency with what they they took out the bolt i loved that and scene. They, they like tighten the thing down it's like and they, they just did all kept, that very quickly and they just kept yelling in german and i'm i all i could hear was hurry up hurry up like i just assume they're saying we gotta get them it's like not the first time they've run across the building and set up an rpg quickly <laughs> yeah and and it was a violent explosion uh, what but what like, i love that guy he's like and the police have an rv <laughs> like an a recreational vehicle <laughs> the police chief was calling and kept calling it a car bring in the car bring in the car but at one point it's like <laughs> they've shot that there cannot be anybody left alive and doesn't there. look like it and the the deputy chief is like get get them out of there They're, there's bodies burning in there <laughs> what no they're dead <laughs> pretty sure they're just dead um but that is a great scene and then th- that's when he throws the um the plastic explosives strapped to the computer and the yeah, chair down like, like, that is a great scene not, too. that not explosion. long afterwards it's yeah it's a devastating explosion <laughs> I, like i feel like he has to answer some questions about that to somebody he endangered he endangered more people than than the bad guys and if you own the building it's like why dude why did you? Yeah, die? if you're, I think Mr. you might have killed Mrs. two terrorists doing that. I think that's what Al said. He's like, by our count, you got two of them. Yeah, but did, that's but also th- like, was that really part of his? Didn't seem like he knew. I I think he just wanted to stop them from shooting again. That's all he wanted to do, and he succeeded. But also, is it's a bit much. Is John a little scary here? He's killed a lot of people in in one night. Like he's murder. I mean they're terrorists and they're, they're doing something bad but we've he's killing a lot of people he's an nypd you know he's a new york <laughs> so, cop i mean so just come killing on. a bunch of people that's, just something he does. i mean clearly he's got a backlog <laughs> of bad guys 
that's that's the reason he can go back to New York is because he's just completely clearing out his backlog of guys in L.A. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah, he, no one finished business in L.A. <laughs> he can go back with a clean slate. Um, other other things. Um, is this this is best scene right? Not best explosion. Yeah, yeah best scene. Um, I think the Hans. And John meeting face to face where he puts on the fake accent. I think that scene's great. I like the second part of that scene more. Like the first part was like, oh God, please, no, God, no. Like, okay, whatever, I get it. But I no, I do. I just love the way it sounds. It's fine. It's, it's like... fine. It, the scene is fine. But for me, uh, like my favorite, or the my, in my opinion, is the bathroom scene where he's taking the glass out because it's really? just so. The whole movie was almost building up to that point, right? Like he, the, the sh- literally, the first line of the movie is talking about taking your shoes off, right? Which I've done, by the way, and it's stupid, <laughs> right? Yeah. When you travel, curl your toes on a the hotel rug. It's disgusting. I don't like walking around without socks on in a hotel, um, and so curling my toes, rubbing my toes into See, hotels don't disgust me in that way. I don't like them. Oh. I'd rather not be at a hotel. I mean, I don't go to the. It's that a weird often. thing when you stop and think about that you're sleeping in a bed that oh, thousands of other people have slept in. It's a weird thought. It's totally weird. Yeah, I don't like it. So anyway, <laughs> but so but my point is the whole thing was building up to that point, and it was totally worth it. It was a, like the the whole build up paid off. Like the glass, he like because nobody knew he had bare feet until Han. That scene with Han, right. and then he gets them, and he's like, "Shoot the glass!" And shoot the glass, and he's really messed up because of that. Um, and there was a ton of blood and it was one of the scenes that I very vividly remember from seeing when I was a kid because of the blood trail into the bathroom. So for me, that's the best scene in the movie. All right. I mean, some other stuff I have is just, uh, the, the one where John is jumping off the roof. He's got the spectacular. I mean, there's just because, I mean, the image of that, right? Like it's just, you can close your eyes. I can see. And the explosion kind of, that kind of above is diehard him while he's coming down the building, like yeah. it's, it's great. Uh, the, the scene at the end, Han's death scene. Um, for me, mm, I, I think I I know we talked about it a lot, but I'm going to go back to the Takagi scene only because <laughs> it just sets the stage for everything else that's to come. Yeah. Um, if 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 Han's is too gracious there, if he's not as diabolical, if he's not as ruthless as cold as he is yeah you know the movie's never quite as dangerous yeah for for everyone involved so um i mean listen so you think it's the best scene because of the importance of it and i guess that's kind of the same thing for me it's just a little bit different now i mean we we could have answered any one of the amazing scenes in this movie because you know uh we've we've watched other movies getting ready for this and um this podcast and it's like um there are movies that are are longer than this and and don't deserve it. And this movie's like, as you said before, we even started. It's two hours and fifteen minutes, and it feels like it's it not. It does not feel like it a two flies hour. by because it's, it's so compact. Everything's important. Everything that happens is for a reason. Right. Exactly. There's no dead space in this movie at all. Yeah. Um, okay. So we we've 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 uh, we've chosen our best scenes, um, and we're gonna do one more uh, segment before we get into our verdict. Whether or not, again, this is the Action Movie Hall of Fame, so we're going to decide whether or not this goes in. Um, but one last thing we got to talk about, explosions. And so, I think I counted... My word. What were the different explosions? So, there's when they shoot the RPG at the car. Yes, of course. There's, there's the flashbang at the beginning. <laughs> 
the stun grenade. <laughs> the unnecessary flashbang. Yes. The budget crippling flash. Um, so there's that <laughs> budget. <laughs> that was the big one. <laughs> there's yeah. There's that's actually a nuclear explosion. <laughs> continues for a while there so and so he throws the the c4 down the elevator shaft yeah that one is like a that that's quite impressive actually because you fe- everyone feels that it's like a oh yeah yeah i i totally uh like when it's firing up the elevator shaft yeah that's a great scene and he's because he's looking down it's like yeah. my god man your face is gonna get melted yeah. off oh that's where he lost his hair <laughs> It got scared. It just ran away when it saw the explosion coming. Um, what else? There was the... Um, the rooftop, of course, with, rooftop the, with the helicopter. Was there anything else? I feel like those were the main ones. Yeah, those were definitely the main ones. I'm just trying to think. I mean, there was a lot of sparks <laughs> with does the one, gunfire. <laughs> does one stick out to you as like the, the best explosion? What is the best explosion <laughs> of, the, of the three? Uh, the best one is the one where he blows up the whole building. Like where he, sorry, where he drops down the elevator shaft and it's filmed from him up above. You see a silhouette and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, and he dives out of the way. Like, that's a great scene. I mean, I'm going to say no, just because again, like I just feel like it was what unnecessary. Mean, what do you mean? No, you don't I'm, get to say, I, I say that's the best. No, explosion. your opinion's wrong. Uh, and here's why. Because John, uh, again, he never should have been throwing it down there in the first place. Totally reckless. And it came within... Um, I want to say 30 seconds of the RPG explosion. Right. Let's space these explosions out, shall we? Like, could he not have done the C4 thing later in a way that would have been more satisfying? I feel satisfying? like it was a waste. It was a waste. It was a waste. Yeah. But I did I did want to bring up one line when he was saying to Al about this amount of C4. He said it was enough to send Arnold Schwartz to orbit Arnold Schwarzenegger. Did really? you hear that? Do you remember no, that? Okay. No. Is that true? That's when he was talking... <laughs> When he was talking about really Al happened. about the bad guys, he was saying, oh, they're sophisticated, they're well-financed, this, that, and the other thing. And he said they got enough C4 to orbit Arnold Schwarzenegger. It seems like they shouldn't exist in the same universe. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. This movie seems kind of aware of itself, because even when he was talking to Hans, he said, like, oh, are you another John Wayne? Like, they mentioned movie actors and stuff like that, and that's mm. kind of what he is. So, anyway, but yes, that's my... what. So, what's yours? Your favorite... The explosion? Yeah. I think the one on the rooftop, uh, simply because... Because you watched a documentary about how it was filmed? <laughs> no, because <laughs> I, I I was... Again, like I was surprised at how much of an awesome explosion it was. Because uh, just because it I was paying awesome. attention to it, it's like... I actually said, whoa, like out loud. Um, so it must have been a big explosion. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's what I'm picking. It was. And there's only three and we can't pick the same one. And so... And I had to think of a reason to hate the other one, which was <laughs> it was unnecessary. Okay, so um, we're just about to get to our verdict. Um, but before we do that, before you even hear what we have to say, we, we're going to put up our Twitter poll. And you can visit us at Action Movie HOF. That's us on Twitter, at Action Movie HOF. And our, our Twitter poll uh, is just going to be whether you think that... Uh, Die Hard should be in the Action Movie Hall of Fame. We're going to make our verdict in a second, but we want to hear from you. Love um, to hear your thoughts. Exactly. And uh, tell us other things. Uh, what action movies would you like us to promote in the future? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we, we have a few in mind. We've definitely had a good discussion about what movies we should do, but we'd love to hear what other people think. Like movies that they're nostalgic about and wondering, okay, does it 
does it still carry water or you know i mean we have a lot of ideas for movies there's certainly no shortage of action yes. movies to talk about um but we want to hear from you we want to know what you want to hear when you know you'll spark our interest because we're going to get to a lot of these movies so um yeah, the more no, you tell us what you want to see the more likely we will be to to do it and there's been times that both of us when we're talking about this we're like oh when one says one a movie the other guy's like oh yeah i completely yeah. forgot about that one yeah let's do that so do so, that for us so, so do that for help us out and then read what other people say to us and then you'd be like oh yeah that movie <laughs> it's it's a great thing just just saying the names of action movies just just you don't even have to even if you decide to not hit us up on Twitter in your extra time, just start naming just, some action movies. You'll you'll will not regret it. You'll feel better. Just think about action movies and you're like, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> okay, Derek, are you ready? It's it's time, I, I believe. Yeah, I th- I think I I think I am. It's time for our final verdict on whether or not Die Hard will go into the action movie hall of fame. <laughs> Okay, Derek, the moment of truth is here. It is. What are your thoughts? Don't tell us your answer right away, but right. what do you think about this movie? I just think it was, a like, from top to bottom, it was a well-written, well-made, well-acted action movie. To it, like, it's, like we talked about before, any movie over two hours has to be really good. And this movie did not feel like it was over two hours long. It's a good movie. It's fast paced. The action is good. The acting is good. You know, there's a couple of cheesy parts here and there, but I literally think those were done on purpose. For sure. Um, so other than that, like... Like you said, I think it's aware of itself, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Argyle at the end was one of the best lines. <laughs> it's like, if this is how you do Christmas, I gotta hang out with you at New Year's. Like, I mean, come on. He's great. That's cheese. But it's, it's, uh, it's a great movie. And what about you? What do you think? I mean, I think this movie is like a bit of um, it's influential. I, I think that's fair. I, I think a lot of the things it sets up here are things that maybe weren't in other movies before. Because it's like a very sophisticated action movie. Complexity, and that, is, Complexity. And that it still stands yeah. up today. The characters are interesting. The way it's filmed is beautiful. Um, like a full. You know, and a full like, background on the villain, right? Like a full, like, character. For sure. And, like, even, like, Bruce Willis is admitting that he was wrong to his wife. And, right. you know, your favorite scene, like, he's showing that vulnerability. Right. You know, he, they're taking that time for him to um, admit that he was wrong, that he was a bad husband, you right. know? And it's like... Uh, even though it, it only takes place in a few, over a few hours, there's growth. It's it's ahead of its time um, in, in that way. And, I mean getting into a lot of stuff that's on the periphery because we've seen this movie a million times the action's great it's entertaining there's a million different quotes that were great from it the acting is spectacular maybe one of the best heroes one of the best villains we've ever seen in an action movie it holds up Derek I think I'm ready to give give, to give my verdict here Um, I I think I think I am too um should we go first? Uh, uh, do you want to go at the same time? Uh, no, let's. I'll just. I'll just go first, and then you can go. I obviously I voted in. I think Die Hard should be in the Action Movie Hall of Fame. I do too. It's our first episode. It's our first inductee. Congratulations, Die Hard. I'm, I'm really excited for them. I'm. Re- I'm genuinely excited. <laughs> uh, Alan Rickman. I'm sorry you can't be here with us for this. Um. In retrospect, we should have started this podcast much earlier, 
so you could have been here for this moment. That's right. That's um, right. Bruce Willis, Bonnie Bonilla, um, also sorry, departed. Uh, Reginald Vell Johnson. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Um, so he couldn't be here. But listen, uh, <laughs> you still you're still part of history. It's a great movie, and I don't think it's going anywhere. John McTiernan. You know, we didn't mention your name once this whole time. You're the director. This is a great movie. Be proud. Yeah. You need an all-timer, John. Um, what else do we have to say? Uh, it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. It's our first episode. This feels yes, great. I'm glad we're ending on a positive note. I'm so happy to watch this again and again and again for the rest of my <laughs> yes. life. Um, it's truly a great movie. Um Enjoy Derek, it. Derek, any final thoughts on Die Hard? Just when it's on TV, watch it. And when you can watch it when it's not on TV, when you can get it with the swearing, watch it. You know it's, what? A, it's a great movie to not just have in the background. That's my point. To w- sit down and watch yes. Die Hard is watch my it. point. Yes. Watch Die Hard. I love that. <laughs> um, it deserves your time. That's my point. It's not just a background movie, folks. This is a classic. Um, but if you want to put it in the, on the background, that's fine, too. Yeah, I'm sure everybody would be happy. Support that. it. Keep watching <laughs> this movie. Make sure it stays on TV forever. Yes. Uh, is, I think, basically what we're trying to say. Um, Derek, great first episode. Yep, Love the Matt, music. Thank you. Yeah. Carrying it's, us it's to the end perfect. here. Perfect. Um, and uh, tune in next week. Our next episode, we're going to be uh, reviewing Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. Yeah. So James Bond. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, that, that, that is the franchise, absolutely. But I, I think it's a good movie. Is it an action movie? We'll find out next we'll episode. Find out. find out next week, next time, on the Action Movie Hall of Fame. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Happy trails, Hans. Sai Anara. What's it Get off my plane. Hasta la vista, baby.